Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is the Nerds Watching Wrestling Podcast, your go-to place for all things wrestling and wrestling related. I am the Southern Wrestling Scholar, ZJ Pierce. With me in the booth today, the Reaper, Tory Seed, Quantiniable, QW. Hi, are you gentlemen this evening? I'm tired, boss, but I'm here. I'm, I'm good to go. I'm say wonderful, wonderful man. Rumble week in wrestling is busy. Like I got three pages of notes of stuff we got to talk about today, y'all, including new developments on the TKO board. First of all, we're going to start with a removal. Vince McMahon has left the TKO board following new lawsuits and allegations and stuff, stuff that I'm not necessarily comfortable going into detail with right now, but. Vince McMahon is quote unquote gone again, gentlemen. I mean, buddy, buddy gone, gone. Like I, I'm not gonna say quote unquote. Like it's, man, Vince McMahon retired three times in the last three years. So I mean, like, I don't the, know. None of none of those retirements involve somebody pulling out receipts of things I said to women. So like, I feel like this time he actually gone. But if he come back, if he comes back, woo child. Like just just a sticky situation, all in all. If you would, if you would like to know, situation, if you would like to know more about this, if you like to know more about the story, and like check all the things about going on about the lawsuits and the allegations, please feel free to find the Wall Street Journal. There's a complete article on it. But yes, we're gonna talk about some good news on the TK board as former WWE champion Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Has found himself as a board member now. The Rock has gone corporate in the wrestling business, gentlemen. If you smell, like he been trying to get y'all to smell what he's been cooking for a while. The Rock is not shy to the business world. He is the owner of Seven Bucks Productions. He is the founder of Terramana Tequila. It's about drive. Um, he is also the owner of the XFL, um, a property that he bought from Vince McMahon. Vince's little football. Ordeal. I I don't know what to call that. Calling it his little company. But um, it's wild, disrespectful. Now now Dwayne Johnson is in the mix with TKO Endeavor. Basically, you could say Triple H's boss now. Um, I mean, yeah, a little bit. I'm saying, OG, what do you think this means for TKO and WWE going forward with Big Rocky at the helms in TKO now? High Chief Rocky Maivia. Straight up, man. I always thought he was going to eventually end up buying WWE. There was a rumor years ago about him um, wanting to purchase it. So, hey, go for it, brother. And besides, they need to save face with what's going on now anyway. So, And also on a slightly related note, his daughter, Simone Johnson, competing in NXT as WWE superstar Ava, just named the youngest general manager in WWE history at 22 years old. She is now the official general manager of NXT. We got that news in a backstage segment on NXT that we'll cover later. She comes out of Shawn Michaels' office after a meeting with him and one former NXT general manager, William Regal. Like, I guess his AEW no-compete clause or whatever was in that contract is up. William Regal made a surprise appearance on WWE TV. It was good to see him. A face that we unfortunately will not be seeing on WWE TV anymore is SmackDown commentator Kevin Patrick um, in the latest attempt to find the newest replacement for Michael Cole. We brought Kevin Patrick from the backstage and pre-show scene 
back in 2021, gave him about a year of doing commentary on shows like Main Event. We put him on SmackDown with Michael Cole and Corey Graves. You know, just just see if we can get him some little seasoning. Um, they took Michael Cole away from him for a couple weeks and thought it was doing good. It's been announced during the week that they've removed him from commentary. And just as of SmackDown's taping, we just replaced him with Michael Cole. So, Michael Cole still just getting his commentary money. We wish him well in his future endeavors. We wish you well, Mr. Kevin Patrick. And one more thing coming out of the news. Um, I meant to speak on it last week. Unfortunately, I glanced over it because was ready to get to the Rumble weekend. Um, it was announced via a press release from New Japan's official website that Kazuchika Okada's contract will come to an end at the end of January 2024. Um, Kazuchika Okada obviously still has some dates left with New Japan, but he's basically finishing up with the company. He was spotted... This Thursday in Impact Wrestling, he was at the um, tapings. First time he's been back in Impact in 14 years. Anybody familiar with TNA and Impact and Okada's run there? Um, Okada did not have the best run in TNA at his original go and has spoken negatively about the company and his time there multiple times. But actually seeing him in the ring this past Thursday in TNA was an incredible sight. He kissed the logo on the ground, kissed the ring, thanked the crowd, the crowd thanked him, welcomed him back. You know how we do in wrestling. And it was just a good sight. But I want to get you guys' opinion on where Okada could possibly end up because there's talks of him going to NXT. There's talks of AEW swooping him up. There's even the slight rumor of Okada not leaving New Japan as a whole. So, any thoughts, gentlemen? Man... I feel like if he wants, from a from a personal standpoint, if he wants to actually just wrestle and be around people that he knows and is comfortable with, he could go either DNA or AEW. Like it says, AEW and the WWE are probably the top two ones vying for him, and he's 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 gone on record saying he's always wanted to wrestle at a WrestleMania, but many people have gone on record saying many things and things change over time periods and all that. So either one's up in the air, really. I honestly ain't got really too much to say, but if he um if there's um a slight chance that he'll return to New Japan, you know why leave what you know and love the best? So, well, it's all about what's gonna be out there because like everyone said, their contract is up in twenty twenty four. Like there's gonna be plenty of free agents to come, and you could just see already from how pro wrestling started back at um NJPW's New Genesis show when Nick Nemeth. And um, Matt Riddle started appearing out of nowhere back in New Japan and back in MLW and their respective places. You can go anywhere in 2024. Wrestling right now is on a big come up. Like, all the independent places are getting their own grind. TNA is back to proper form. This is probably the most stacked AEW has looked competitively. WWE is is starting to have a good showing. Like, um, Raw is holding pretty strong. Um, SmackDown could, lose, could use a little bit of fine-tuning, and then I believe some new faces on the blue brand would put them on another level. So it's, it's a good time to be a wrestling fan right now. If you're here watching your favorite wrestling product, you know that your product is only getting better. And it's going to keep getting better because now we finally have news 
on where Monday Night Raw is going in the year 2025. We've already heard that USA has acquired Friday Night SmackDown in 2025. NXT will be moving to the CW. And now in an unprecedented move, 31 years in the making, Monday Night Raw will be leaving linear television and will be exclusively streaming on Netflix. Netflix just entered the streaming game. Netflix and chill just got a whole lot different. Netflix and chill just got raw. Ooh, it is going down. Yeah, I said it. Uh, what he meant to say was. I meant to say exactly what I said. Monday Night Raw is going to be exclusively on Netflix, basically worldwide. That's not even just in the U.S. That's going to be for Canada, Latin America, the U.K. Monday Night Raw is going to Netflix, and Netflix is about to change the game. Like, they acquired the exclusive rights to Raw. But the thing is, they don't get those streaming rights started until January. We still have, what is it, a two-month grace period between when the USA Network deal ends and the Netflix deal begins? Does Raw just stamp? Does USA just, we'll give y'all a couple months if y'all just pay for it. Or does Netflix pick up early? We don't know. We'll have to see. But. Financially, this is a big deal because they sold to Netflix for a lot of money. They sold for they sold Netflix five times what they were worth. I mean, hey, there's when there's money to be made, those who want it will make it. Like obviously we'll obviously us here in the US will keep our PLEs on Peacock, but man, Netflix is about to run the wrestling world. So you could have just said all that. Instead of what you actually said, it would have been so much better. Gotta love wrestling. Like, I told you, man, I'm hype. I, I don't do this because, like, I find it to be boring. Like, I do this because this is exciting news for me. Like, I don't even have um a Netflix account personally, but now I'm about to get one. Like, I, I don't do Netflix. Like, I got Peacock and Hulu. All right, gentlemen. Y'all ready to talk about some wrestling? Always. And forever. Well, unfortunately, on Raw, we wasn't much wrestling to talk about because y'all know this was the go-home. These were the go-home shows for the Royal Rumble banging pay-per-view we're going to get to at the end of the episode. But we do got to talk about these go-home shows because they do actually matter. Um, We're going to get to the little bit of wrestling that happened first, some stuff that kind of happened that we need to know about. Um, Women's division action just to get a little teeth wet. Ivan Nile defeated Valhalla. This was another great showing for Ivan Nile, who's really been put in a prominent place since her call up from NXT. Like she, she had very few NXT televised matches. Was grinding on level up, and now it was on Monday Night Raw, um, starting to be somewhat of a focal point in the women's division. Got a nice win over Valhalla with the Pitbull top row bulldog. Um, pretty good stuff from Ivan Nile. Um, Guan Yu. Seen the Pitbull training in the Diamond Mine. You were here when she debuted alongside the Creeds and at the time, Roger Strong, Malcolm Bivens. The progress that Ivy Mile has made now that she's on the main roster, where do you see her going this year? Uh, honestly, I see them building something, some sort of a tag team there with her and Maxine. Probably a mentor-mentee kind of deal, too, to just give her another fee- actual female wrestling wrestling coach perspective versus the one she was getting from good old Dr. Mr. Professor, Dr. Gable. And like it's like you said, she's already done pretty good. She had, had a few matches here and there, one of those being with Rhea Ripley. 
I want to say that was for the title. It was. Ivanov did indeed have a championship match. That was a women's world title match here. Put on a pretty good show with her. And yeah, she's going to be doing pretty good. Feel like there's going to be a few good things coming from Miss Nile this year. All right. Also in women's division action on tag team competition as the way Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell took on Zoe Stark and Shayna Baszler. Um, Trying to get the women's tag team division back off the ground. We've seen Katana Chance and Kaden Carter prove they'll be fighting champions on the previous SmackDown they defended against Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. And now Zoe Stark and Shayna Baszler trying to prove that they're as tough as can be and can be tag team champions again. They get the win over the way with a gnarly K360 or Z360, but either way, go, it's a clack to the jaw. Um, afterwards, after the win, they try to square try to square up with the champs and are attacked by the Kabuki Warriors, Kari Sane, and Asuka. OG, you seen that damage control wants it all right now. They are on a tear on Friday Night SmackDown. Now they're back inserted into the women's tag team division with the Kabuki Warriors. Is this probably the best version of these women we've seen lately? When Kyrie came back, that just completed the whole group. That's just my basic opinion. Because if you look at it, you got everybody from Japan. And um, Dakota herself can speak um, very fluent Japanese. And she's known over there. So they're not looking to get rid of her. But that's just my opinion. Oh, I definitely believe um, in the little story bits that we're getting out of Damage Control, Dakota Kai is being that main puppet master. And I love everything about it. Like, I can't wait for, like, it's speculation that it's going to happen, but if it happens down the line, the breakup actually happens with Damage Control. I can't wait for the Kodakai to be named that actual puppet master. Um, also, in competition, we had the men's take on Judgment Day's Dominic Mysterio. Judgment Day obviously need to get back on some more serious ways, according to Rhea and Damian Priest. Rhea Ripley demanded that she see the more vicious side of Finn Balor, so she sent him out to ringside with Dominic and J.D. McDonough. Dominic obviously scoring the win after assistance and um, interference from the Judgment Day. After the match, Finn Balor proceeds to basically brutally attack Miz to start punching him out. He is saved by DIY, Johnny Gargano, and Tommaso Ciampa, who will be facing the Judgment Day for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships live tomorrow night on Raw. Is it time we do it? Do we take the belts off the Judgment Day? Is the Judgment Day heat from inside all the inner turmoil, all the R-True stuff, all the video game stuff, all the money in the bank stuff, does this cost the champions their titles against DIY tomorrow? Absolutely not. These guys have proven time and time again that when the time comes, they can get together, gear up, focus, and retain the gold and or whatever. Retain the gold, win the match, do what needs to be done as they've done in all their past interactions with whoever they've been interacting with so thus far. But you know, man, all it takes is three seconds, and DIY are real competent in getting some real sly moves. I like Tommaso Ciampa, former NXT champion, didn't get that like didn't get that black heart moniker by not doing what it takes to get the job done. Johnny Gargano, one of the best wrestlers in the game, despite how it's being presented. Like if he can catch you with that Gargano escape and just have you tapping before you know. But it's going to be a great match. I cannot wait for tomorrow night. DIY versus Judgment Day. Undisputed Tag Team Championships. Two other men who are just showing out 
when they get their time to shine in a Monday Night Raw ring, Chad Gable and Ivar. First of all, Chad Gable is not that um, Claudio is back in AEW. Chad Gable, pound for pound, has got to be the strongest wrestler in the company. Like, not named Brock Lesnar. Because those deadlift bridging German suplexes with that neck bridge yeah. gets me every time. He out here doing the thing and such. Like, that is a strong Olympic man. Like, almost got the win, was going for a moonsault of his own, but was distracted by Valhalla, like who we mentioned, lost early in the match. Like, you can't lose a match and then come interfere with mine. I'm sorry. Like, I absolutely wholeheartedly <laughs> like, I have nothing else to do. I'm here for the same three like, hours. I'm here for the get, same two more hours that you want. Go get that ice pack and put it on your L. It was, like, on, it was on my foot for the 45-minute interval that happened before your match. But now that your match here, we good. But yeah, Valhalla screamed in my face on the moon. So Ivar capitalized, basically dumping Chad on his head. I hope Chad Gable um, is okay after that spot because he did it like he just fell straight on his head. Um, gets Ivar gets the win after the doom salt. And finally, in main event competition, we had Damian Priest take on Drew McIntyre. Obviously, Drew McIntyre now blaming Damian Priest for why he's not world champion. Drew McIntyre blaming everybody but him. Well, baby, it's not like you need to be mad at booking and not at anybody else. All right, boy, getting mad. Let's, let's not talk about being mad at booking because so many people. But yeah, but thanks to booking, um, Damian Priest did lose this match to Drew McIntyre after R-Truth continued to try to give Damian his cut from the R-Truth Judgment Day t-shirt. Uh, John Damian Priest finally just getting fed up with Truth. Um, threw him out the ring, choke slammed him. Uh, Drew McIntyre capitalized, Claymore one two three, and that was the wrestling on the show. But we're not here to talk about that. It's Rumble Week. We're here to talk about these go home promos, and we start with the champ himself, Seth Rollins. Um, like we explained last week. Seth Rollins tore his ACL with a partially torn meniscus in his knee while defending his championship against Jinder Mahal. Mm-hmm. So um, he came out to address the crowd. Um, doctors saying that with surgery, he could be up, out to upwards three to four months. He is then interrupted by reigning intercontinental champion Gunta, who basically, congra- who basically congratulates Seth on being a fighting champion, a worthy champion. And Seth lets Everybody know that no matter what anybody says, he's going to be a mania. Gunther says, I hope you're a mania because when he wins the Royal Rumble, I'm going to choose you. I'm not getting what I want, but God, that was a great tease because I really just want Intercontinental Champion Gunther versus World Heavyweight Champion Seth Rollins running back Hogan versus Warrior style. I mean, if you could just take the Intercontinental Champion off Gunther's name, you can definitely get this match. But like, like I said, else. why can't we run it back Hogan Warrior style? I see title for WWE title. We've done it once. I mean, Hogan. Back We've up. done it plenty of times. Like Triple H famously retired the IC title after winning it off came. So like we we can definitely do world title for Intercontinental title. We don't have to keep repeating history. We can learn from it. But this match is going to be so good, though. Yeah, we don't. That, therefore, we don't need to hold the, uh, the IC title over Gunther for it to be even better. Like, we just had this match. So who, um, so, who takes the title off of Gunther? Jey Uso. Next question. I see it because he definitely wants it. It's the title, that all, the title that all the people in my family have held. So, I'm going to go ahead and like That is the Samoan that. standard. It is indeed. So, I'm going to go ahead and get that. I'm going to say, um, 
after Gunther and Seth exchange words, the New Day immediately comes out and attacks Imperium, Giovanni Vinci, and Louis Kaiser, which sets up a fight more than a match. Like the bell rung, the bell cute. rung, the bell, <laughs> the bell rung, the bell rung again, and then you know, but like they kept fighting. Like gotten have gotten into a heated feud over the last couple of weeks. It all started with a drop kick on the ride, which caused Giovanni Vinci to miss a couple of weeks with a head injury. Luva Kaiser in response took off Kofi Kingston. In response, Xavier Woods made his return two weeks ago to take out Kaiser. Now we had this tag team fight and like they just brawled all over the arena, brawled over the ringside. Eventually ended up at the tech area where New Day Sent Imperium crashing through two tables, like beautifully shot. Like you can tell, Kevin Dunn is no longer in the truck the way this was shot. Wow! Like no, because like wow. when you are when you, my when you're a Monday Night Raw fan, y'all know all the fast cuts and the cuts being on the crowd for important stuff. No, we actually saw this table spot in its entirety, and it looked good. Um, in the aftermath, Kofi Kingston says he wants to challenge Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. This upcoming Monday on Raw, Kofi Kingston, former four-time Intercontinental Champion. OG, can Kofi Kingston make it five for five against the ring general? Kofi will have a good match, but he will lose. No, say it like it's inevitable at this point, ladies and gentlemen. Like he, he definitely should have gotten more after he won the WWE Championship. But switching gears to the women's rumble to build our interest, we have the Irresistible force, Nia Jax. That's a lot of women. Like, it's a lot of women. And she knows she's a lot of women. She knows that that's going to be her biggest advantage when it comes to the Royal Rumble. But then you have the mindset of Bailey and the heart of Becky Lynch, who also have real decent chances of winning the Rumble. Like, I personally want to see Becky Lynch versus Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania for the Women's World Championship. But obviously, with combustible elements like that, they end up in a brawl. Nia Jax stands tall after both women drop Bailey. Actually, like Bailey just came over here to get beat up. That's not fair. I mean, somebody had to. She's the role model. Somebody had to. I was say next came. Um, next came one of the most. Well, it was a nice vignette. It was a nice vignette, but like I kind of got confused at the end. I was like, "Baby, please, like I'm gonna stop watching." Um, but. That's not going to take away from the importance of it all. We're celebrating 40 years of Hulkamania. It's oh. still running wild. I just hope he really don't have one more in him because it's 2024. You can't do that. Like, please don't be out here like Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan. Please just, like, let's let's run wild. Let's do the poses. Let's prayers, vitamins, like pythons. Please, all that good stuff. Like, pythons and brothers. Like, that's all we need. Hulk stuff. That's all we need. As baby. long as he actually keeps saying brother, we're good. And finally... The piece de resistance on this episode's Raw. Right now in contention for WWE's promo of the year. Cody Rhodes and CM Punk's face-to-face. Like, two people who undoubtedly need this rumble. For CM Punk, if he, like for CM Punk, he needs this because if he doesn't do what he's promised in all this stuff over the past 10 years... Was just lip service. Has just been lip service. Like, yo, the last time we saw CM Punk in the WWE ring was the 2014 Royal Rumble. We know what he did. Now he's back. What does he have? Like, besides overcome the story, 
What else can CM Punk do to make what he said right? You got to win this rumble. Got to finish the story. Wait, no, different superstar, my bad. Well, it is a story because CM Punk told the story back in 2011 and just left it unwritten. Cody Rose just picked up the pen in a different book. Got to finish the story. I want to say, but um, yes, obviously moments, like the moments of the promo was when CM Punk explained how he didn't come from the famous dad. His dad was an electrician, which makes CM Punk more of the American dream than Cody Rhodes. And when Cody and Cody Rhodes rebuttal, you spat out the formula to a revolution. You dropped your thumb. You dropped the torch. I picked it up and ran with it. That makes me more CM Punk than you. You can feel the tension between the two. Like whether whether that was written or not, like you couldn't fake what those two felt when, especially after Cody heard, "I'm more of the dream than you." Boy, the neck tattoo was gonna pop off Cody Rhodes, but. All in all, solid go-home show for Monday Night Raw. Good working out of both of them. I'm saying because this was a go-home show, I honestly can't give this any higher than a seven because all the promos took priority to the wrestling. So I'm giving the Royal Rumble go-home Raw seven out of ten. Seven and three quarters. Solid seven. All right, good job, Monday Night Raw. Y'all just like, y'all y'all be minus. Y'all be minus. Like, it's the go-home show. You can't hold that against y'all. So let's talk about NXT. The future is now. The future is now being ran by Ava Rain. So Shawn Michaels can stay focusing on the back stuff. And now we open up with some action. Good little palate cleanser. Like to the R-Truth shenanigans that closed out Monday Night Raw as we go into the semifinals of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, Wolf Dogs, Braun Breaker, and Barry Corbin. That name Everybody, that name, that got name vetoed. got vetoed, but he comes out with the wolf helmet, uh, and with, it, it was immediately snatched off. That name <laughs> got vetoed. Like Barry Corbin vetoes the name, then immediately comes out with the wolf helmet on for his interest. No one Braun got one. Then everyone comes bronze. <laughs> I thought that was because don't Baron already have one. No, that was bronze. I'm disgusted. That was bronze that he wore in P, insert PLE here that I forgot. I want to say it was on the Avengers Day match against Ilya from last year, but um, yes, they take on the team of Axiom and Nathan Frazier. Like I said, semifinals for the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic. Pretty good 15 minutes match. Um. A slight miscommunication leads to an end-of-day spear combo by the Wolf Dogs, taking them to the finals at this upcoming Sunday's Vengeance Day pay-per-view. We be having to, we will be having to get that episode recorded prior to Vengeance Day, uh, so we're going to have to do our best to get everything covered because we do want to give y'all good information on that show. I want to be able to give you guys a rundown of that card next week. Once it's finalized, because there is still a semifinal match to take place this upcoming Tuesday on NXT, as Trick Mellow Game will be taking on. Who else is in these semifinals? Who else it, is in the semifinals with, against Trick and Mellow? It is either going to be Braun and. No, that's the finals. Um, There's a semifinal match this Tuesday. Who's the other team? LWO. Ah, yes, the Latino World Order, SmackDown Superstars, and NXT Tag Team Classic. How could I forget? 
just that easy, honestly. But yes, Wolf we Dogs. We have so many tag teams in NXT, as you see. But yes, Wolf Dogs will take on the winner of Trick Mellow Game and LWO. So they're taking on LWO. Got it. You know, good and see where they're taking on Trick Mellow Game. They're Stop playing. We we on. we've discussed where they're this story is going. They are taking on the LWO. Sure, we'll go with that, hun. Um, we see Josh Briggs backstage who's starting to take JBL's advice and wants to step up to the plate and challenges Ilya Dragunov. Trick Williams intervenes and said, how about you take me on instead? Because Trick wants to make sure that Ilya Dragunov is 100% for their match at Vengeance Day. Obviously, that match was supposed to happen at Halloween Havoc after Trick Williams won the men's deadline match. Um, Much to the dismay of Carmelo Hayes, who was obviously worried about the tag team classic. Instead of, you know, worrying about who jumped trick, which was actually him. Yeah, we, I don't got to worry about who jumped trick, baby. Like, that's me. Why would I worry about that? Baby, I'm just ready for us. To, I'm just ready for them to tell us it was him. Um, Lash Legend takes on Ren Sinclair. After Ren Sinclair eliminates Lash Legend from the over-the-top road battle royal number one contenders match last week. Um, Ren Sinclair, former NWA women's tag team champion, put on... A good singles outing against Lash Legend, but obviously this was always the bu- the bougie bu- the bougie bullies. This was always the bougie bullies show. Hit Ren Sinclair with the slam dunk, giving Metaphor another win in the pocket. We cut backstage where Electra Lopez is looking for Lola Vice. Obviously, Lola Vice turning on Electra Lopez in aforementioned Battle Royal last week. Um, Electra Lopez scheduled to be on Noam Dar Supernova Sessions. We will get to that a little bit later. Um, third vignette in a row, Von Wagner is training for his Heritage Cup match with children, and we're just going to leave that where it is and talk about Lexus King. Like, yay, we're back to a match. Lexus King takes on Trey Bearhill. Trey Bearhill, the man Lexus King, took out from the men's breakout tournament that was ultimately won by Obafemi. Bay Hero looking to get his lick back. I'm looking to get that retribution and not the group that we had beforehand. I was like, um, Trey Bay Hero looking very impressive in this match. Very good big man who can who may be able to um, pull something off one day once we give him a sustained push. But obviously, he fell to Lexus King this week um, with the coronation neckbreaker. We then get the supernova sessions. With Lola Vice, well, Lola Vice says that Electra Lopez was basically just using her to further her career before Electra Lopez basically just comes out and calls everything Lola Vice fake. Like, just just called a fake filth and foo-foo. Like, there's no... Called that woman everything but a child of God and then proceeded to beat her. There will be a match between the two next week. Um, in my lo- in my notes it says Mello just lying because we get to a backstage statement about Trick and Mello and uh, what's supposed to be happening in Vigil's Day. And can we just please reveal that Carmelo hit this man? At, that, at this point now, what is it? What is it? What, like, cause, does, cause it does first work. of all, because I'm on SmackDown. I'm on SmackDown. Yeah, now. like I'm on SmackDown. Like I come in like I'm on SmackDown now. So like y'all holding me here to draw the story out for what? Yes, I hit him back in October. It's February. That's what I'm, no. That's why I'm asking. That's what I'm asking you. What does it do? Like telling us it does it what what does it do what does it do now? It just gives them the inevitable singles match that proves Trick can do it, and then Trick will and if Trick doesn't get the match and if Trick doesn't get the title at Vengeance Day, he definitely gets it after I beat Carmelo. But I feel like he should beat Carmelo already with the championship. 
because he's because if anybody should also go ahead and be caught up to this main roster, it's current NXT champion Ilya Dragunov. You're talking about somebody who can beat Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship, the man who beat him from the UK Championship, the man that's beating Gunther is Jay So we had this talk already. Main event, something I'm glad wasn't in the main <laughs> event. Dragon Lee took on scripts. Dragon Lee won. All right, next match. Yep. Um, in the backstage segment, we see Chase U gets repossessed, and we will have the farewell address by Andre Chase this Tuesday on NXT. After the Dragon Lee match, Obafemi accept Dragon Lee's challenge. We will have a North American Championship rematch at Vengeance Day. Brendan Lee Reese is trying to cheer up Idris Nofe and Malik Blade after their disappointing loss to the Trick Mellow game in the first round of Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic. Those gentlemen have been here about two, three years now grinding away on the tag team scene, and they are still looking for that one thing that can get them over the edge. Um, besides a heel turn, what do you guys think that Anofe and Blade are missing? Heel turn. Don't listen. <laughs> like, Like you said... I'm going to quote, it was either you or it was somebody in the group, but a heel turn doesn't fix the underlying problem. Like I said, you could, like I told you, you could do a little bit of edge maybe, but a heel turn will not fix their underlying problems. We need to figure out what that underlying problem is. Future endeavors. So they need to leave and come back? Or just leave? Yes. It, it worked for a few people that we already have. One recent North American championship winner, Obafemi. Mm, a repackage might help. The repackage could come with a little bit of edge, not necessarily the heel turn. Well, let's see what this nice young cheerleader lady can do because Miss Brindley Reese is indeed in chili. She's she's extremely positive. Like she went to go, she went and got them journals. Like can't wait to see where this is gonna go. Um, Blair Davenport continues her impressive ways by beating Carmen Petrovic with that knee. Like. B trigger for the win. B trigger for the win. Trick Williams defeats Josh Briggs after Josh Briggs boots Ilya Dragunov, who is on commentary. Ilya Dragunov tries to get involved while Trick is going for the win, only to be stopped by Carmelo. Trick Williams wins via roll up, but then is attacked by Josh Briggs, only just to deem it's not going to be worth it. And in the main event, Roxanne Perez and the NXT Women's Champion, Lyra Valkyria, signed their contract for Vengeance Day, after which, my favorite, Tatum Paxley, like the stalker type. Like, it's, it's giving, like this is giving real Mickey James Trish that vibe. I love this one. Real Mickey versus Trish. Like, this is, like, Mariah May and Tony is good, but right now this is this is the one. Tatum Paxley and Lyra Valkyria. Um, Lyra tells Tatum backstage that I have to focus on Roxanne and you know crazy person logic you need to focus on Roxanne I completely understand it's not you it's not me it's her yeah so Tatum hears that and just you know puts Roxanne through the table just straight up like hey Charlotte how you doing my name is Tatum last name Paxley table like you did not just Charlie Wilson this girl I did I didn't need you did not and yes that is how we and that is how we left NXT. Roxanne in a in a heap. Lyra very confused, and Tatum Paxley in a corner crying. <laughs> because that's how I like to end my Tuesday night wrestling in a corner crying. So I give it like a six. 
you didn't answer the question, so like I'm gonna give you an extra eight. Oh, G? I didn't watch. Mm-hmm. No rating. Rating TBD. So, so like, yeah, I'm giving NXT a solid B this week. Like I said, um, hopefully the go home show will offer a little, uh, just a little bit more substance because Avengers Day, like NXT, I always look forward to their pay views because those be two and a half hours of quality action. Cannot wait for Avengers Day. Speaking of action, it's time to get elite in this place. Who's ready to talk about Dina Mite? AEW Dynamite. We start off this Wednesday show with the world's heavyweight champion, Samoa Joe. He explains to us again that the ratings are back in effect. No more will there be social media crying and politicking for title matches. You bring your record to the committee and we see if you're good enough. Hook comes out to admit defeat from last week's world title match. Epic world title match. Like, it was a beautiful. Great showing for both men involved. Um, says that he don't know he don't know when, but he will be back for Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe joins the commentary table as we get to our opening contest. Hangman Page versus Penta El Zero Mero. Zero Mero versus Cowboy Ish. And it was just banging from the jump. Those are two easily two of the hardest hitters currently in AEW. Pentagon obviously bringing that hard hitting Lucha Libre. I don't care style to Hangman's new never say die chip on the shoulder. Just rugged tugged. Like I said, he look like Dan Severn to me now, but especially with uh, the mustache and thicken it up a little bit. And then you throw that buckshot lariat into it like genius. Took two of them to take Pentagon down. But Hangman looking good in the rankings going up to try to make his way back to the world title match. Do you guys seeing Hangman getting close to the world title this early in 2024? I don't see it this early. He seems to be he seems to still be a little bit distracted with people such as Swerve and whoever else is willing to fight him. Apparently, so I think think there's a little bit more focus needs to happen on the part of Mister Hangman. Like he is definitely ready to take a swing at anybody anybody who looks at him. Like Hangman wants to fight right now, y'all. There is way too much lack of focus going on. I'm going to say, um, we got to a backstage segment where Nicholas and Matthew Jackson arrive late. They're trying so hard to take these EVP roles seriously, but you, like y'all know, it's still the Young Bucks, though. Um, they try to reprimand Top Flight for being late, even though Top Flight have been there since like 12 in the afternoon, 1 in the afternoon. But um, obviously, Nicholas and Matthew still somewhat in this picture with Sting and Darby Allen for Sting's last match at Revolution, but right now they're really hamming up their EVP roles. I personally can't wait to see where this goes. Next, we have action from the Undisputed Kingdom as Warlow takes on Trent Beretta. Um, basically, another um, another thing that caught my eye before this match started was the entrance of Warlow, how Adam Cole, in a crutch, still managed to like little brother Warlow. I mean, I'm a big brother in that title up off you when I get better. So, like, got to show you who the leader is, baby. Like, don't get confused. You the war dog. I'm the leader of the pack. Like, <laughs> art, art. Like, sit down. But, um, had a decent back and forth match. Trent obviously been showing a little bit more of his serious side as of late. Um, unfortunately, 
that did not equal up to the immeasurable power of Warlow put Trip Beretta down with a last ride powerbomb. Not the powerbomb symphony, baby. Whatever. Last ride. As long as it's not the symphony, whatever. It's, it, it could have been a bulldog, him getting the match, as long as it was not the powerbomb symphony. I was like, next up on the show came personally my favorite segment, the face-to-face interview between Deanna Perrazzo and Tony Storm. And Tony's half of the TV was just shot perfectly in black and white. And I loved it so much. Tony Storm is a national treasure. This timeless gimmick is so good. But it is indeed doing wonders for her. But Deanna Perrazzo doesn't want to face this version of Tony Storm when Deanna Perrazzo eventually makes her way up to women's title contention. She says she wants the Tony Storm who moved over here and lived in her apartment and they trained within the dojo floors in Japan. And she wants the Tony Storm who has that matching ankle tattoo from their hard work in the wrong business. Tony says you could take your tattoo. Like, like love her so much. She's so delusional. You can take your tattoo and stick it. Um, they have a small little brawl, which results in Deanna Prazo standing tall with the AEW Women's Championship. Is she the next champion? Both of you just straight up. Potentially. It all depends on who gets the next shot at Tony Storm because the person that gets the next shot could be the next champion. And it could or could not be Deanna Perrazzo. I'm saying Deanna's next champion. There's money in this. Like, Mariah May's going to get the match, but Deanna's going to get the belt. We shall see. We uh, shall see. So, continuing with AEW action, Swerve Strickland takes on Jeff Hardy, who's also been showing a little bit more frustrations as of late. Jeff Hardy, obviously, not content with just being on Rampage. Jeff Hardy wanted to be on Dynamite. Um, and now... After that great match on Rampage with Darby Allen, he finds himself in the spotlight with the fastest rising star in AEW. The man who, honestly, I believe is going to be the next AEW World's Heavyweight Champion, Swerve Strickland, defeated Jeff Hardy with the Swerve Stomp. Y'all, this transformation from Swerve since he's gone to AEW from tag team champion to where he is now. has done the wonders for his career. Like, it's honestly one of my favorite things in wrestling. Like not even like goofy Prince Nana stuff aside, this is one of my favorite character arcs in wrestling right now. Like looking for big things for Swerve. Thunder Rosa defeated Red Velvet in the fifteen minute women's segment match of the night. We had a trios championship match as the Mogul Embassy defeat took on the acclaim. I'm sorry. Did not defeat the acclaim. The acclaim defeated the Mogul Embassy after Prince Nana tried to get involved. And some timely saves by the newly formed Bang Bang Scissor Gang. Like, yeah. Guns and scissors up. Guns and scissors up. Sting and Darby want to take a crack at those tag team championships before we get to Revolution. Because if the rankings are in effect, the 23-0 and Sting and Darby Allen are definitely at the top of this list. Like, have yet to be beaten by a tag team. Rick and Stars and Big Bill, keep y'all eyes out. Forgot they were tag team champions. Haven't seen them on Dynamite for a while. But you can catch them on collisions on Saturday nights. And in our main event, we went legend versus legend. Minoru Suzuki took on Adam Copeland, the rated R superstar, and just a hard-hitting affair. Like, Adam Copeland admitted as much after the match. He has never been hit that hard in his life. That's because he's never had to face a wrestler the caliber and grits 
of the angry grandpa Minoru Suzuki. Calling that man angry grandpa is a little bit wild, but I guess I'll take it. He is a little old. Like, he is a little on the older side, but man, that man could still wrestle like it's a dream. At one point, I want to say Adam Copeland hit a powerbomb type move or a backpass thunder type move. Minoru Suzuki sat up, laughed at it, then just immediately wrapped his body around him and put him in the sleeper. I was like, whoa, someone please get him. Like, don't do that. <laughs> there was no time away. Zero wasted motion. Zero wasted motion. Adam Copeland getting the win with the kill switch, sending a direct message to Christian Cage, letting him know that he so does want that rematch. the superstar helped him win. The, fit, the unprettier. God, don't do that. The unprettier. Christian Adam is the name of Chelsea Green's finisher. You get in it. WWE. You know what move I'm talking about. No, you said kill switch. Kill switch, the move, the face buster. All right. I had to be sure because we have a superstar. So you won't, you won't meet you. you not, not, not time out. So Adam Copeland, just in a regular match with Minoru Suzuki, found a random Luchasaurus that just yoggled and got the three count. Hey, the Luchasaurus came down again and performed a, performed a usual heel distraction and helped Adam Copeland win because he is tired of Christian calling him out of his name. Well, that would be a face distraction because Adam Copeland's face. Well. Even still. I'm prettier. And that was... It's called the kill switch. I thought that was the name of the dragon. And that's AEW Dynamite. He's a dinosaur. This is why wrestling gets hard to defend sometimes. Fans <laughs> but like this is why we, But this is why we love it. Because only in wrestling can you get away with goofiness like that. I'm giving AEW Dynamite a solid 8.5. I'll give it a solid 7. Didn't watch it, bro. I was still in the woods. Understood, understood. Well, I'm going to keep this one on TNA brief because we'll have to talk about them a little later in the episode. But I'm trying to keep TNA short and sweet for those of y'all who are keeping up with the new era. We are here. And the night started with Hometown Boy. We was in Las Vegas. Started with Chris Bay taking on All Night Kevin Knight. I wrote right here in my notes, Kevin Knight is going to be a future X Division champion. Athleticism unbound. Like, match was beautiful. He had the perfect opponent in Chris Bay who gave a lot of this match to Kevin Knight. But obviously, we're in Vegas. This is about me. I'm one half of the tag team champions. All it takes is one, and I am the ultimate at what I do. Art of finesse, one, two, three. Still the best springboard cutter out there. I said it, Will Ospreay and Cody Rose at me. Like, Will Ospreay can indeed. Like, because, uh, boy, the, 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 that, art, that art of finesse, though. Oh, if you would have seen this one. It was up there now. Oz mm-hmm. Like, art of finesse was up there this week. After the match, um, kind of something that you're going to find a formula in for this week's TNA Impact. After the match, they were attacked by the Grizzle Young Veterans who want ABC's Tag Team Championships. Moving forward, our next match was in the Knockouts tag division as MK Ultra took on newest knockout Danny Luna and Jody Threat. Obviously, MK Ultra now trying to work their way up back to regaining the Knockouts Tag Team Championships. I forgot to cover it in the Hard to Kill recap. They lost those championships to a surprising return of true to form Decay, current Knockouts Tag Team Champions Havoc and Rosemary. They're back from the undead realm. Yay, love that. But um, yes, they managed to wrestle the Knockouts Tag Team Championships away from MK Ultra 
at Hard to Kill, now MK Ultra picking up a major victory against Danny Luna and Jody Threat to try to set their sights back on the titles. Obviously, just to prove that they are not content with just winning a match, they had to show Danny Luna and Jody Threat that they are still the rightful champions because they were caught off guard. They weren't ready for they weren't ready for Decay. Decay wasn't an a mat, wasn't an announced match on the card. And Quan, you've seen the dominance of Masha Slanovich and Killer Kelly. Now with now that they know who they're up against, do you see that they could possibly get these titles back from now record setting multi-time champions decay? On the one hand, there's the op- there's the yes because they're the former champion. They're the four previous dominant champions, and they know and they know what they're doing because they've had a good little bit of time to work together as a tag team. But on the other hand, there's no because Decay has had a good bit more time in the scene working together and doing all and running the ropes and doing all that stuff with each other versus the amount of time that Masha and Killer Kelly have had working together. But while Masha and Killer Kelly did have the titles, those two did strengthen the bond that they already had and further solidify themselves as one of the better knockouts tag teams is going to be a good match either way. There's going to be a great match. I cannot wait for the inevitable rematch. Um, moving straight forward with the action, we got a hard-to-kill rematch as Trinity was given her contractually obligated rematch for Jordan Grace's Knockouts Championship. And once again, these two women went out and put the Knockouts division on the map. Hard-hitting, fast-paced action. Trinity out the gate, hitting multiple kick strikes, getting Jordan Grace in the starstruck submission just you know to wear her down because Trinity knows that she cannot she cannot let Jordan Grace dictate the pace of that match because she is gonna outpower her every time. Trinity had to be quick, had to be slick, had to do whatever it took to get Jordan Grace off her feet and keep her from lifting her and throwing her around. And it was honestly an entertaining match. I've enjoyed Trinity's time here in the knockouts division. She's really grown as a professional wrestler, especially after spending 11 years just as a straight sports entertainer. Quan, your thoughts on Trinity's impact career? It brought life to the person she is as a pro, as a pro wrestling performer. Like people that may have didn't have as, as many eyes on her, people that had enough eyes on her, they would probably just felt like she was doing a little bit of the same stuff here and there. It, her time in Impact kind of refreshed re- refreshed her character, so to speak, even with the change of name and all that. I say proud of that woman. Um, unfortunately, she was not able to wrestle the Knockouts Championship away from Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace um managed to pick up the win after a series of roll-ups, finally just capturing Trinity and won for a good three count. After that, they had a shoulder of respect, but were immediately attacked by the Shaltaraj, Jay Vidal, and Savannah Evans to be ultimately to be ultimately laid out by the winner of the Knockouts Ultimate X match, Giselle Shaw. She obviously has an Impact Knockouts Championship match. Well, I keep saying Impact. It's gonna take some years to get used to. We're back to TNA. I'm like, dog, now that we TNA, I want to say Impact. Uh, she has a TNA Knockouts Championship match in her back pocket whenever she's ready. Um, I've discussed it at length. Is this the year Giselle Shaw finally becomes knockout champion? Uh, yes. Absolutely. It better be. <laughs> like, y'all not finna give me this big wooden X and I'm not finna get this belt. 
Like, she's been grinding the last three years. Easily one of the most entertaining parts of the knockouts division. Has gone toe-to-toe with some of the greats. Like, was dubbed the new Black Widow after taking Tara out. Has broke up many of knockouts tag teams from the inspiration to Vexed to the influence. That had nothing to do with her. It did in Kafabe. Them women couldn't get along, and I just pointed that out, and then they broke up. Black Widow. (laughs) So, like, cannot wait for Giselle Shaw. And now, one of the most anticipated matches since free agency came to a close. The home of Nick Nimmer's first professional wrestling match. Yes, I said it. Nick Nimmer's first professional wrestling match belongs to TNA Wrestling as he went up against Zach Wentz. People forget that with that WWE style, you're so used to seeing one thing or another. People forget that Nick Nemeth is an amazing amateur wrestler from Kent State. And boy, was it on display in the first five minutes of this match. Like, people, um, obviously there are expectations when you come from the sports entertainment world and that's all you know. So for Nick Nemeth to step out here and put on one hell of a match against Zachary Wentz of the Rascals, it was beautiful. Um, OG, like I said, um, Nick Nemeth been toiling in the WWE system for so long. How do you tr- how do you transition out of that without being labeled stale or without it being like you're only here because of where you've been? It's easy. Um, like you stated, man, he was uh he has records at Kent State that still stand today, man. I look at it like this right here. Yeah, he was a sports entertainer, but yet once he got to um, TNA, he got to actually do what it is he's good at because that's another thing with like Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle was good in WWE, but when he got to TNA or Impact, he got to really, 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 really emphasize his match skills and matches such as with Samoa Joe and so on. So I think this is the best thing for him. And I love it. He got the win with the newly renamed Danger Zone forming Zigzag after the match. Once again, time for the attack. This time it comes from Trey Miguel and Steve Macklin. Um, the man who interfered in his promo last week said no one is going to remember who Nick Nimitz is. We're just going to be wondering what happened to Dolph Ziggler. Nick Nimitz stands tall above them all. Danger Zones all around. We get a video promo next. The world tour is coming through TNA Wrestling. It is Mustafa America, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir. It is Mustafa Ali approved. Mustafa Ali is about to make his way into the impact zone. All right. So all of us have. It's like um, his second time following Dolph somewhere, though. Like, it's wild when you think about it. <laughs> so so we're keeping that going. Like we're keeping his, we're keeping that going. It's like his second time following <laughs> Dolph. I just thought I just thought about that. That's a little crazy. Like I went to NXT, oh, NXT I'm on Impact. You, you on Impact. Every time I'm in the kitchen, you, you in, in the, the kitchen. kitchen like. uh, but no, uh, for the most part, I believe all of us have seen the ups and downs Mustafa Ali's career had in WWE. And now we've and now we've basically seen the make wrestling great again um character. Coming out because like I'm I'm a huge fan of this like wherever this goes this I'm is with. what I wanted to do when I was in the dubs they told me no all right so yeah like where where do you where do you guys see the 
Make Wrestling Great Again tour end, where does Mustafa Ali ultimately end up? New Japan. New Japan, OG? New Japan and TNA. I'm going to throw a curveball. I'm going to say MLW. I, I would love this to M- MLW, and I can see some him having some great matches with people like Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle, who's back over there, Sammy Callahan, who's back over there, Akira, Jeff Cobb, like just anybody over in MLW, I can see it. And finally, in our main event, another thirty-minute classic that I can only tell you to go to YouTube and watch because it sets up so many dream possibilities. We have the system: Eddie Edwards, Brian Myers, and TNA World Heavyweight Champion Moose. Taking on Motor City Machine Guns X Division Champion Chris Saban, former World Champion Alex Shelley, and the returning after 14 years Kazuchika Okada. Kazuchika Okada back in a TNA ring in six man tag team action. One of the highlights of the match was that impending stare down between Kazuchika Okada and Moose. And boy, that was a mouth watering. Sight right there. I'm like, I would love to Not watch the rain. A wild word to use. It's wrestling, baby. When you like, when you see a money match and you know it's money, like you get excited for it. And I'm personally excited to see a one-on-one match between wrestling God Moose and the Rainmaker Kazuchika Okada, wherever he decides to go at the end of the month when his New Japan contract expires. But um, all in all, amazing six-man contest. Like, all six men showed why TNA Wrestling, once again, is back. Like, they tried, like they didn't top they didn't top Osprey and Alexander, but, boy, they gave it a shot. Obviously, Okada comes out on top with the dub after hitting Brian Myers with the Rainmaker, after which Kazuchika Okada gives some post-match words. The crowd thanks him, and he kisses the TNA logo. I'm giving this episode of TNA a solid. I, I got to give this one a seven because the matching, all the matches were good, but like just the formula of match and attack did get like mad repetitive. But like once again, saved by a killer main event. 7.5. Seven and two quarters. Don't have access TV. Well, I'm going to get you on my TNA screen um eventually. But uh, so TNA, appreciate you guys. Solid. B minus wrestling. And now we are at the go home show for the Royal Rumble. The last thing we talk about before we get into our PLE of the month. Um, just gonna run through some of the quick action. Carlito and Santos Escobar went one on one. This is stemming from Santos Escobar taking out Carlito after taking out Rey Mysterio, disbanding the well, basically leaving the LWO and remaking Legado del Fantasma. With Humberto Creo and Angel Garza, um, following some interference from the LWL Legado and a recently redebuting Electra Lopez, finally making the jump to SmackDown. Santos wins via roll up. Now Legado is complete. We are going to get this LWO mixed tag team match. I'm sure in the coming weeks. Um, Camelo Hayes fought Austin Theory um, after a distraction from Grayson Waller. Austin Theory rolled up Carmelo with the tights. Trick Williams saves Carmelo Hayes from a beatdown to preserve their match this upcoming Tuesday in the Dusty Classic. We have our opening promo of the night, AJ Styles and Randy Orton all making their claims for the Undisputed Championship. 
Um, I was actually on LA Knight's side of the match because why? The night before the um, title match, I got a match with Solo Sokoa. Don't know. Guess y'all see me as a threat, but I ain't going to complain about it like you, AJ, or Drew. Actively, I'm a good, actively complaining, but go off. Like, not, like I'm not complaining. I'm just pointing it out. Like, it's funny. Like, me, the megastar, is the only one in action before the world title match. Like, whatever. I'm going to beat Solo. Then I'm going to beat y'all at the Rumble. Fact of life, dummy. Yeah. Like, can't wait for dummy to come back, but it's not there yet. But, um... That's new cool. champions in the ranks, y'all. Like something actually did happen on SmackDown. We have new women's tag team champions. Remember when I said that Zoe Stark and Shayna Baszler were trying to get themselves in contendership? Well, that doesn't matter because the Kabuka Warriors said we're the best. Oscar and Kyrie Sane are now three-time NXT women's tag team champions. Hooray! Good Surpri- for the- surprising no one. Surprising no one. Like just gl- like just glad Oscar and Kyrie are doing something because. Ever since Kyrie's returned, I was like, all right, you're here, you're in damage control, what now? So, now that EO, Asuka, and Kyrie all have championships, I think it's time to pull this cord on this Bailey thing. Like, y'all been, y'all been slow teasing for a minute, now we got to call Bailey a loser with your belt hat. But could it be um, a female version of the UE? I definitely see this going around of the Undisputed Era. With everybody holding some form of gold. Dripping in gold. Drip, drip. But once again, I, I still don't see Bailey being involved in that. Like, even if we go to Undisputed Era way, I don't see Bailey getting involved. But we'll have to see where it goes. The Kabuka Warriors, your new women's tag team champions. Um, the final testament in the Street Profits, having them in little brawl. Um, worst t-shirt design I've ever seen. Like that's literally in my notes. It's like if if you see if you saw SmackDown, you saw the shirt. That, I get y'all called the final testament, but a legit TF. <laughs> y'all shirts, y'all shirts are y'all shirts are legit TF. I'm not making that up. And in the main event, Solo Sokoa versus LA Knight ends in a disqualification when AJ Styles attacks LA Knight. Obviously, AJ Styles still the most bitter of the four because AJ Styles feels like everyone just walked over him. In order to get into these title situations, Randy, L.A., um, Jimmy Uso looks to assist AJ Styles um, in attacking L.A. Knight before Solo demands that AJ take him out before he takes him out. AJ decides to take out Solo because who are you to threaten me? Um, So the bloodline gets attacked. Randy joins in the beatdown because why not? RKO's for everybody. Randy Orton stays tall, but y'all gotta remember Triple H and his post, his post look credit graphic, like the little thing right there in the corner. Randy Orton music playing. Oh my God, it's a BFT. LA Knight stands tall to end the show, and that is the that's basically that's the actual the entire episode of SmackDown. Like that review made it seem quick. That's how fast the show was, ladies and gentlemen. For go home show qualities, for for go home show purposes. And because it's another SmackDown without the champion before the pay-per-view, six. Yeah, get by six. Five. Like, like just, just nothing happened. But nothing happened because it's time. It was Saturday yesterday, January 27th, meaning last night, was the 2024 Royal Rumble. We can stop acting like we don't know what's going on. Man, OG. Like we said, this this our favorite show. Why? 
Royal Rumble had Royal Rumble in it in 2024. God, this was such a good show. Um, we're gonna start with just the two title matches because we got because like there's 60 people to talk about in these rumbles. And I'm gonna try to make this as quick as possible. Let's start with the formulaic Roman Reigns, AJ Styles, LA Knight, Randy Orton, Roman Reigns won, Solo Sokoa interference. Next match. I don't know what you're tuned in expecting. Like, if, <laughs> if you expected anybody not Roman Reigns to win this match, you probably also expected AJ Lee to enter the Women's Rumble, but it's okay. It's funny, um, though, bro, because I had a couple of people talking about somebody else was going to win. I said, dude, how long have you been watching professional wrestling? How like, long have you been there watching were people online, There were people online bending their back saying Randy Orton was going to win this match. And them same people thought they was going to hear, let's light it up as soon as that buzzer kept ringing in the Women's Rumble, too. However, however, y'all know how this goes. Roman Reigns is on the brink of losing. Oh my God, it's Solo Sokoa in a hoodie. Like, what a surprise! And at, 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 at this point, why the hoodie? At like, this point, why the hoodie? Why the hoodie for new? Why the hoodie for a few reasons? Why the hoodie because we know it's you, and why are you concealing your identity that you helping this man in a no DQ match? We know it's gonna in be a you, bro. no DQ match. That's the like, your music. Could you could have got an entrance off? You could have got like, a whole. You could have got an entrance off and just ran that music power and all and just walk down there and help the bro like ref Rude just gonna look at you like all right yeah what do you want me to do like like i can't do nothing like all, all the reason i'm here is to count this pinfall or count the submission these usos and these hoodies like God. okay but yeah everything happened like we knew it was gonna happen roman reigns hits aj styles with the spirit for the win Ooh, championship reign continues next united states championship match between logan paul and kevin owens once again Logan Paul being so annoyingly good at this wrestling thing. <laughs> um, put on a real compelling match against Kevin Owens. They actually had some pretty decent back and forth action. Um, the ending started to get a little convoluted when it looked like, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna knock that down to Royal Rumble ramp. Like this one I'm gonna knock that down to because it it took Grayson Waller and Austin Theory a while to get out there for the end of that um for the end of that um interference spot. Like I said, I'm going to chalk that up to the ramp. Hey, <laughs> like, I'm going to chalk that up to where the hey, ring man. at and where the gorilla is, was at. This year's walkway was shorter than last year. It was. It was shorter, but like. <laughs> but I know what you're saying. Like, my, I watched the rumble with my sister. She uh, she was like, why I got to bend this corner before I get you gotta it? You got to make a whole, gotta hang a a whole little corner. turn. You got to hang a whole left before you go. <laughs> the road to WrestleMania has a left turn. <laughs> And you gotta hang this you thing. You gotta hang this thing <laughs> to oh. get in this rumble. Oh my god! But um, yes, that's actually one of the better use. That's actually one of the better caught with the brass knuckle spot I've seen in a while. Um, um, I wrestle I Kevin Owens wrestle the brass knuckles out of um, Logan Paul's hands, knock him out with him. But then my wrestling instincts kicked in, and I immediately hooked the leg that with, why you with the brass knuckles on you my boy. You better glide them things under Ref, the middle. Referee finna referee finna count the three. Looks up, like it, it went just like that. That, that referee's hand said, "Yeah, it made a you one two. You got brass knuckles, brass knuckles out of here. Like go ahead." Logan Paul. So Logan Paul retains the championship by disqualification. That obviously sets up a rematch because now Logan Paul has not defeated Kevin Owens. I won. 
like I said, Rogan Paul has not defeated Kevin Owens. By that logic, where is Seth rematch against Roman? One different brands, and I got this. Oh no, 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 oh, my, no! My it rematch, sets up a oh, rematch. Oh, my rematch with uh, my rematch with Roman was given to me in Saudi Arabia, but it was against AJ Styles, and I got this now. Like, look at it. Say what? Have champion? No. So like, but so since <laughs> since these DQ dubs give us dubs, I Logan Paul beat Kevin Owens. I move on to somebody else. Please and thank you. Right now on SmackDown, someone else is. Who else wants it? Like Kevin Owens. The, okay. the, now, return, the now returning Sami Zayn. LA, LA Knight is LA on Knight. Raw. I was like, LA Knight is a good one. Sami Zayn is on Raw. Ugh. But um, yes, Logan Paul is now once is still your United States champion. Best United States champion we ever had. What happened to after you hit somebody with the nuts, just throw them in your trunks, man. Throw them, throw them in your trunks. trunks throw them under that bottom rope like you skipping rocks. Like, just put them away. Like, do something with them, but don't leave them on your hand. And also, don't use that hand to hook your opponent's leg when you're going for the pinfall. That also could you also could have just kept that hand down. Like, I could have kept. Like I said, them wrestler instincts kicked in, baby. <laughs> like, like I'm the prize fighter, but I still, I'm still the best between these ropes. Like and I, I know how to pin one way hook the leg. <laughs> oh man, but um, I do look forward to see where the U.S. title picture goes. Like, thank you to SmackDown for providing us with championship matches at the Royal Rumble. And now we are going to get into the women's Royal Rumble. Um, first I'm just gonna rat off numbers one through thirty. Then we'll talk about some specific spots that we may have liked, some stuff that caught our eye. Um. And, you know, some like might talk about some big eliminations that happened that may have um added to story. We'll do the same thing with the men's. So let's go ahead and jump into it. We opened the 2024 Royal Rumble at number one, Natalia number two, the returning Naomi, like the one we just mentioned, had a championship I match. Five, I want my five dollars. I, like I ain't forgot about that. Like I, won't, the I, won't, now, I won't my five dollars. I have not forgot about that. <laughs> I told you about three weeks ago I wanted five dollars when you heard that entrance music. And and you said it was gonna be bringing to the floor too. Like we just called this woman Trinity. Thursday, just call this woman Trinity, Trinity podcast. Call the Trinity all the way up, leading to this rumble. I now have to go ahead and call her Naomi, and now you now have to go ahead and get me five dollars. I seen your check. Appreciate <laughs> you. Make, but um, yes, the money order. Yes, Naomi made her WWE return to the Royal Rumble. Naomi's fifth Rumble return. Honestly, like if you've been watching the Women's Rumble, she's returned in five of the seven of them. Um. Then following down the line, numbers three through thirty, respectively, Candice LeRae. I'm sorry, Bailey, Candice LeRae, TNA knockout champion Jordan Grace. Second time we brought the knockout champion into a rumble. Uh, once again, I say Mickey James did it, and I beat her. So, Indy Hartwell, Oscar, Ivy Nile, Katana Chance, Bianca Belair, Kyrie Sane, Tegan Knox, Caden Carter, Chelsea Green, Piper Niven, Zaya Lee, Zelina Vega. Maxine Dupree, Nia Jax, Shotzi, Becky Lynch, Alba Fire, Shayna Baszler, Valhalla slash R-Truth, y'all. <laughs> that was amazing. That was the funniest. That was. 
No, bro. like, and he manages to top it later, and we'll get into that. That 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 spot right there deserves record because Valhalla now holds the record for the least amount of time in the women's rumble. She was eliminated in the time it took Adam Pierce to come down there and escort our truth back to that ring. That is why she was mad at him. She got in that ring, was immediately eliminated, and now holds the record for shortest time in the rumble. Yes, um, that was at the number 24 spot. Coincidentally, that was also R-Truth's number in the men's rumble. Like, hilarious. That's why he got confused, but it's okay. Um, back to number 25, Mia Yim, Zoe Stark, Roxanne Perez making her second um, debut, making her second appearance in a Royal Rumble from NXT. Jade Cargill the makes Storm her WWE in-ring debut. The Storm was here. The Storm was very impressive. Also making her Rumble debut at number 29, the center of the universe, Tiffany Stratton. They got the interest perfect on night one. They got the interest perfect on night one. Aren't you proud? It was so great. Aren't you proud? It was so great. I'm so proud of that young woman. And returning at the number 30 spot, Liv Morgan. Let's talk a little bit about the women's rumble for just a couple minutes. Man, obviously, let's, let's start with the obvious. Let's start with Jade Cargill. Let's start with the Storm finally being in the WWE. She's finally made her in-ring debut. Had a fantastic showing. Had a beautiful showing. Obviously, y'all know what I want to see for WrestleMania because that stare down between Miss Cargill and Miss Belair. Oh, my sweet Jesus. I need it in my life. That, I need it at WrestleMania. I need it at WrestleMania. I feel like that's our WrestleMania match, but our lead, our lead-in and first feud for Jade is definitely, obviously, Nia Jax. It's definitely not just because it's going to be the battle of who's that chick. Like, as Corey Gray so elegantly putting in his hands. Yeah, where which with a capital B. Like, and that's how we're going to be like, because obviously, obviously it's Jade. Obviously it's Jade. It I, is, I, eliminated, it is. I eliminated you and said that. Like, um, but yes, we got glimpses of Jade versus Becky Jade versus Nia Jade versus Bianca. So already so many ways we could go with this. Once again, for the second time in history, the TNA Knockouts champion has entered the Royal Rumble. Um, and this is actually off the of back of a new working relationship with TNA. Um, obviously, back when they were under the Impact banner and we brought Mickey James in in 2022, um, it was just kind of to fill the numbers. But this was an actual showcase of the Knockouts division. Um, it's been reported that WWE contacted TNA representatives a week ago and asked who they wanted in the Rumble if they would like some representation. And honestly, you couldn't have asked for any better representation, not only of Jordan Grace, because because like being a knockout champion, that was just icing on the cake. But like if you wanted to represent the knockouts division and show WWE what more women's wrestling has to offer, Jordan Grace was definitely the right pick. Like I'm I'm honestly looking forward to see if this does lead to in any talents going back and forth. Uh, do you guys see that happening now that we're actually building a working relationship with TNA? It could work, but it's not anywhere in the near future. Is it all, all it takes is a little. It, 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 it's going to take a lot more than a little. It ta- all, it's, all it takes is a little, but it takes us a lot to to get to that little. Because this is only this is only two instances of it happening in two years. But like, but this, but this year is a step. It's kind of like a bigger step for Like we said, with Mickey James, we we acknowledged that she was over there, but we still didn't acknowledge them. When Naomi returned, we acknowledged that she's a two-time SmackDown Women's Champion as well as the former 
TNA Knockouts champ. We actually called it the TNA Knockouts World Championship, as a pro, as opposed to when Mickey did it. It was the Impact Women's Championship, and then introducing Jordan as the actual TNA Knockouts Championship that that breathes a little bit of hope. That gives me more hope than the Mickey James spot did. The Mickey James, I feel like the Mickey James spot was done out of necessity because we didn't really have as we had we had we had women, but most of those women were still in our in developmental and back on NXT, and we didn't really have enough to feel and flesh out an actual rumble. With Jordan, it was actually it, it is a step in the right direction. It might actually lead to us doing some things in the future with him. I was like, well, only time can tell. Um. Okay, but um, and just for a little bit of storyline, um, notice when Oscar and Kyrie came out, the at first trepidation on Bailey's face. You notice that Bailey didn't initially believe that the Kabuka Warriors were going to be it's in the Rumble. Jump her. Well, she didn't believe that. She didn't believe they were going to be in the Rumble. She, she know them girls don't like her. Because notice, I went for the high five with Oscar. After Oscar insisted that I help her. I help Oscar. I go for a high five. Nothing. Oscar sees Kyrie. They throw up at least fifteen sets of high fives within the first five minutes. Like Bailey, know these folks don't like her, bro. Because they because there's always look. They speak a literal different language. And also, like, shouts out to Kyrie for your um for your kind of I guess your elimination spot of the night because I didn't see Kofi. Oh, what is it? the spider? The oh, spider, bro, the spider grip, woman grip. gripping onto that LED board for everything she was had worth. That, had that swing, had that initial swing through work, she would have been, she would still been in the room. She definitely would have saved herself with that swing through work. But the moment that swing didn't work, them them fingertips was gonna give. But yeah, it's like a tremendous showing to all the women in the rumble to be capped off by the winner. And new Iron Woman of the Royal Rumble with one hour, three minutes, 42 seconds. I might get them seconds wrong, but I will go back and check for you guys. Bailey has done it. She is one, she is now one of three people to have gone from number three to win the entire thing. Ric Flair famously became the 60-minute man from going in at number three and winning the 1992 Royal Rumble, where he would actually go on to become WWE champion with a tear in my eye. And most recently, Bianca Belair doing it in 2021, going from number three to lastly eliminate Rhea Ripley to win her Royal Rumble. So congratulations to, in my opinion, the Women's wrestler in WWE, Bailey. She got everything. Yeah, that lady. Like Bailey has everything now. That was Leading, the only every, thing every, she everything. Was everything pending. Right, that, that, every, everything that, pending because everything is always growing. Uh, like, no, 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 no. She she has everything but that Mania main event. Once she get once once we once that Mania match happens, then Bailey has will have done everything for a woman to do under the WWE banner. I don't have a mania main event, but I definitely got I definitely got the female pay per view main event spot first. Me and Sasha did that first at NXT. They did do that, but this was, like I said, was, they, like this like was, like, like Charlotte and Becky, whatever y'all y'all still just playing catch up to the role model, like. <laughs> but like I I do agree, like well, Bailey main eventing WrestleMania solidifies the career. Have have done it. It's the same with. Yeah, it's, it's the same with Oscar. 
Because Oscar Oscar solidified it by winning the chain. What was what, what, what Oscar won the chamber? Well, yeah, she just won. She that was the one she recently won. When Oscar won the chamber, she had done everything that a woman can do in the company, and now Bailey's about to do the same thing with the Mania main event. All right, so once again, we like to give a big congratulations to Bailey. Over on the men's side of the Rumble, we started off with sibling rivalry as we put the bloodline to the test. Jay and Jimmy Uso starting respectively numbers one and two. That I'm going to just go ahead and call it out. I don't know who Jimmy thought he was big brother in life. Like, look at that. Jay, like that. First of all, get off your tippy toes and these red on. And these red creasing, creasing the ones, Creasing bro. the ones. Get creasing. down. Um, but yeah, just running down the line with Jay and Jimmy starting at numbers one and two. Numbers three through 30 go as follow. Grayson Waller, the returning Andrade again, just not Since missing the beat. Want to be over there so bad. Cannot wait for this LWO feud to pop off with a new member. Carmelo Hayes, Shinsuke Nakamura, Santos Escobar, Karrion Cross, Dominic Mysterio, still some of the hottest heat in Florida. Um, Carlito, Bobby Lashley, Ludwig Kaiser of Imperium, Austin Theory, Finn Balor, Cody Rose, Big Bronson Reed. Kofi Kingston now making his record time 16th World Rumble appearance, just two away from Kane. Like, I believe you, Kofi. Gunther, Ivan, NXT superstar Braun Breaker finally coming back to the main roster. Almost still has a job. That's blowing me. Pat McAfee, the latest commentator to join Stop. the room. Pulse, Pulse, that man is a very skilled actor. Pat McAfee joins the commentary, ranks as the next commentator to enter the Royal Rumble at 23. J.D. McDonough, R-Truth finally comes out in the at right his rumble. turn. In and the right Rumble finally. Baby, R-Truth comes out. Um, I'm going to get to it in a minute because they got to run down on um, participants. After R-Truth at 25, we have The Miz, Damian Priest, Tim Punk, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, and F-30, the returning Sami Zayn. All right. So, like we said, R-Truth came out both Rumbles, came out to this Rumble, Treated it as a tag team match. I immediately was asking for a tag. Grabbed the tag rope, was looking Dominic Mysterio dead in his soul. Tag me, Dom. And received the said hot tag. Received the hot tag in the Royal Rumble. Like, I I know you said you're not with it, but Um, come on now. Come on now. Those are all right. Those are all right. It's it's this direct judgment day involvement that I'm not so iffy with, but that was good. That was nice. Like, this, this, uh, I'm SLG because like I don't want to say it because I'm on I'm on the torch. Uh, does this beat the Money in the Bank Royal Rumble spot that he did? Does this does this beat the ladder in 2016? Yes, no. It, yes, it does. <laughs> one not. reason, one Absolutely reason, and one reason only. One reason and one reason only. Hear me up. We as wrestling fans, we know the the lingo, the jargon. I have never heard until last night a commentator actually say he gives him the hot tag. Yes, absolutely. They actually said it. Yes, they Corey said, it. said that. Corey called it down. Corey called it down the line and said he got the hot tag. <laughs> By that standard. But that rump, the the ladder match rump? Oh, wow. Like, like, just pull it's, it's the, the ladder fact, out. It's the fact of the matter that everybody else in that match <laughs> let that ladder come out, <laughs> get in that ring, and get set up. And I gl- I climbed a little bit before they said, "Hey, 
<laughs> but yeah, that was that was honestly the highlight of the men's rumble because we all know we all know, especially after that promo we got on Raw, this was a two man show. First of all, first of all, the entire final six was dominated by Monday Night Raw. Your final six was Sami Zayn, Drew McIntyre, Cody Rhodes, CM Punk, Gunther, and was it the Miz? Mm-mm. It wasn't the Miz. Drew, the final four? Six. Final six. But it, Damian Priest. And Damian Priest. The final six was mad Monday Night Raw heavy. So you kind of knew that whoever, like the final six was on Raw heavy, so like it could have gone anyway. The final four winner is definitely choosing um, Roman Reigns. Like out of out of CM Punk, Drew McIntyre, Gunther, and Cody Rhodes, just big row. It's definitely you. Like it's definitely you, but yeah, this was this was a two man show when we got to the final two: Cody Rhodes versus CM Punk. Once again, Cody Rhodes giving us another mini match, a la Undertaker and Shawn in two thousand seven. Like I'm not opposed to the final two actually wrestling and having it out um, in a Royal Rumble, other than just you know the fi- there's a final three and then there's immediately a winner, like how it was with the women's. Um, I kind of like the. Urge like you actually gotta get rid of me. I'm not finna just fumble out this rumble. And this rumble had mad stakes because first of all, those are your matches. Like your final two always let you know what your matches are for Rumble. And we're definitely getting CM Punk versus we're getting CM Punk versus Seth Rollins. And now we know for a fact that the story is going to continue. I'm not gonna say finish. I'm gonna say continue. <laughs> like because ain't no telling what ending we in right now. But after CM Punk got a little too cocky, saying like didn't come, didn't wait ten years just to lose to Dusty's kid, looks like you could have kept that to yourself. Cause Cody Rose heard that and chucked you over the top rope. Cody Rose is going back to back, ladies and gentlemen, in Royal Rumbles. He is the fourth person in history to do so, following Hulk Hogan, Shawn Michaels, and SCSA Stone Cold Steve Austin. And just immediately upon pointing at the WrestleMania sign, points right at Roman Reigns' skybox. We ain't got to speculate on what's going down in Philadelphia. Y'all, do we finish this story finally? Yes, absolutely. Otherwise, why did y'all just have me win this Rumble again? Because if y'all in the part, if Ashton Kutcher comes out from under this ring and y'all just prank me in the middle of all, in the middle of Philadelphia in front of all these folks, I'm going back to AEW. I'm going back, going back to, to all AEW, elite wrestling. and I'm taking I'm taking the sledgehammer to another throne the first day I get back. Like, oof! If y'all didn't brought me up here, oh boy! Like, I love the Royal Rumble. Like, congratulations to Cody Rhodes. That was the 2024 Royal Rumble. Obviously, the match of the night went to the Women's Rumble. Of course, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um. Like, might sound repetitive to me, but once again, I'm giving that Royal Rumble a 7.6. I'll give it an 8. I'll give it an 8. Just, I'll give it an 8 just because of the debuts, the uh, the debuts for the women's, the returns, and obviously just the good representation, the good 20 minutes we got out of our TNA knockout champion. They didn't, they didn't boo-boo on her. Like, we could have easily just put Jordan Grace in this rumble and threw her out inferior brand. But no, Jordan Grace got 20 solid minutes, went strength to strength with Bianca Bella, got eliminated in a devastating way. You take a KOD to the wing to the ring apron. Like, I'm I'm giving I'll give it an eight. I'm giving Royal Rumble 2024 20, an eight. 
I told Hengai last night, or rather this morning, I gave it eight point five because honestly, this was pretty entertaining. This was pretty damn entertaining. Yeah, give it a solid eight and a half. It was a good show all around. All right, all right, gentlemen. Anything I missed or any final thoughts you guys would like to share with the audience? Right now, there's really only one thought, brother. <laughs> the road to WrestleMania has, has a left begun. turn. Oh, my bad. You still thinking about the rap? Thought we were thought we were still talking about that sharp left turn you got to take to get that entrance. <laughs> like, but yes, sir. The road to WrestleMania has begun. Gonna take us sixty nine days to get here. All types of bumps and bruises and sharp lifts. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and sharp lifts on the road to WrestleMania. At one point, we're gonna be upside down because, like, the Elimination Chamber is gonna be in Perth. Um, oh, real quick, I gotta be upside down. You guys. Try to watch it. Oh, what time is that? It's gonna be because they're in Australia. Two in the morning. So like, you remember how Beast in the East was like, um, at like four. Oh, yeah, four. It was like at four. one in the morning. It's gonna be four in the morning. At four in the morning, like, the, yes, the, the WWE is going to be putting on the Elimination Chamber PLE, and my diehard behind is going to watch boy, it for y'all. I'm going to be, sleep, going to be going to sleep I early will, just boy. to wake up at four in the morning. You like better, I, you, I you go, better know what to say. I'll say, I'll, 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 say I'll go, I go to watch Colin and sleep in the VIP. Like wouldn't you? Because like, I ain't got to worry, ain't got to worry about hours. Ain't got to worry post, about customers. Just post. We'll be in there. Like go on, go on, go on, get clear, bro. Like go on, get clear. We're gonna make sure. I'm gonna go. Give me some Waffle House. Breakfast will be getting cooked. I Man, promise you that. Like, cannot wait for Elimination Chamber in Perth. But right now, we're on the lookout for NXT Vengeance Day. It will be streaming next Sunday, February 4th. This Sunday. Well, it's Sunday now. So, yeah. But on February, Sunday, February 4th, um, we will be recording prior to that episode. So I will give you all the details as quickly as I can on that show. But if there is nothing left to say and nothing left to be said for the Quan Deniable One and the Reaper, I am SWS ZJ Pierce reminding you that we be them nerds for life.